Cashflow Diary Podcast, episode 501. Welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Cashflow Diary Podcast. The podcast that teaches you insider tips, tactics, and strategies for creating leveraged streams of cash flow into your life. Learn from top-performing entrepreneurs, business owners, investors, and thought leaders from across the globe as they share their secrets to success. Like what you learn on this and other Cashflow Diary podcast episodes? Go to learninvestingnow.com and sign up to receive powerful tips and information that will help you succeed as an entrepreneur and investor. Now, here's your host, investor, entrepreneur, business owner, educator, speaker, author, and master facilitator of Robert Kiyosaki's Cashflow Game, Jay Massey. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Diary Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Massey, and I'm glad that you are here today because when you are out there, all of us, we come up with, well, ideas, like by the tons, every day. But how many of them do you actually execute on? More importantly, how many of them can you use to go out there and build a business around? And one of the most important fun things I think about business the way that you and I work today is that we don't have to work in any one specific geographic location. Yes, you've heard the term digital nomad. Yes, many of us that are listening to you. I know most of you, you're probably sitting in a Starbucks right now because if you like me, I call that my office, which is great. Today's guest is also uh, often in various many different places. But what's exciting to me is that when someone can take an industry and make it theirs, that that's really cool. And when you can take a skill set that is literally as old as time and turn it into a way for you to go out there and build your business, that's even better. But probably the most exciting thing is when you have the skill set of transferring that information to other people so that they can do the same. And today, I am, of course, talking about Gundi Gabrielle. Now, many of you, you may know her from many different things because why? She's been a top 100 business author for a while. She's got 10 number one bestsellers. She has built a publishing company inside of 12 months that was able to get to the six-figure level. And now, some of the students that she has been able to educate and train have outranked other notable authors like Tim Ferriss, John Grisham, Hal Elrod, Liz Gilbert, and more. But here's the point. When you're out there being an entrepreneur and building your business, that's what it comes down to is delivering that quality service to so many people such that they love you, like you, and want to learn more from you. And today, you and I, we get that opportunity. So make sure that you're taking some time to take some notes, to understand, to get those questions out of your head. And most importantly, let's get ready to take some action as we learn from Gundi Gabrielle. Gundi, how are you doing? Great. Thanks for calling me in. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad that you are here. And uh, well, this being the first time that you're here, I have to ask you the same question I tend to ask everybody else the first time that they're here. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Uh I tend to look at today's entrepreneurs a lot like yesterday's superheroes. You know, Batman, Wonder Woman, Super Wo- Superman, Superwoman, all that type of stuff. Because I think entrepreneurs and superheroes have a ton of things in common. For example, as an entrepreneur, occasionally I can envision myself using our products and services and saving customers one sale at a time. And yes, I'm probably wearing a cape at that moment. Uh, however, 
Just like a superhero, an entrepreneur has a beginning. So if you're familiar with the story of Spider-Man, you know that there was a time where he was just a kid going to school, taking some photos. That was it. Minding his own business. Then one day he gets bit by a spider, discovers I have a superhuman ability, and he gets to choose whether to use it for good or for evil. So my question to you is as follows. Before your brand, Sassy Zen Girl, before all of your books, before even, yes, your most recent book, Influencer Fast Track, before being on Amazon and all the things that we know you for today, what we want to know is, who is Gundi Gabrielle? Well, that was a great introduction. Um, well, it's someone who dreamt of traveling the world, of wanting freedom. Freedom is the most important word for me in the language. And I needed a way to find that. I was a musician before. I was a conductor, classical musician. Um, but eventually I got out of that life and I needed to find another way to create an income, which probably a lot of people can relate to. And I wanted freedom. I specifically wanted passive income where I didn't have to trade my time for money. And uh, so I went about and found a way to do that. But it was that dreaming uh, about traveling about faraway countries, uh, exploring the world and having the freedom to do that. Okay, so now I have a question then, because as a conductor, weren't you already traveling? Yes, but it's different. Uh, you're, you have your orchestra with you. We did a lot of touring, uh, but it's it's different. It was fun. But now I'm actually living in different countries. I'm a digital nomad, as you mentioned. I can stay as long as I want. Right now I'm in southern Spain. I'm going to spend the winter here and I move on when I want to, which is completely different than when you're on a tight tour schedule and have to perform all the time. I see. Got it. Got it. Now, that that makes a ton of sense to me right there. So, all right. I, I, then I have a different <laughs> question because you 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 have this career you're you're doing this conducting and one day you just go I know books that's going no. to do it I mean like I, take us on this journey how did that thought evolve because I, I it doesn't that doesn't sound like a natural transition yeah, well, at least in another creative field, but you're absolutely right. There was quite a bit of time in between. I um, I had gone back to California, which I usually love living, and um, a lot of things happened at the time. I, I loved the music business, but I had done it for almost 20 years. I wanted something different. I wanted, um, like I said, the freedom. And then my life also fell apart at the same time. That sometimes happens. A lot of things happened. It was a difficult time that went on for quite a bit. And so I was basically just trying to find a way to start a business online. And the publishing happened more by coincidence. Um, and I learned from uh, someone in a digital nomad group, actually, who had published uh, bestsellers on Amazon. And I was just intrigued by that and uh, thought I'm going to try that. And it worked out right away, fortunately. And um, it turned out that readers connected with the, with the style I'm writing. It is mostly sort of a blogging style. It's more funny. The books are pink. Mm. And it uh, turned into the sassy Zenger size. So it's these how-to books that are not so boring. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, I remember when I had to learn SEO, how dreadful that was. And so I wrote a book that's really, if you have absolutely no clue, they usually have the no clue at the end, the sassy way to SEO or to starting a blog when you have no clue. That's what they're called. So it's a sexy version of the dummy series in a way, just a bit shorter and easier to read. Um, and that seemed to really connect with readers, and I greatly enjoy that. I also started a Facebook group, so I get to know them and, and help them. 
And so it just happened, you know, how, how you, you try different things uh, also online. I'm sure your listeners can relate to that. And this one just clicked and was successful right away. And then after the first book, I dove really deeply into how to be successful long term on Amazon because having a bestseller is not that difficult. But to keep book selling is actually you need to really know how to do that. And that just happened to be my niche. And then I expanded that into courses um, as well. <clears throat> and uh, using books as sales funnels in a way as well, because it's a great way to draw people in because you're leveraging Amazon, which is the biggest store in the world. And you can leverage that large audience, tap into that and drive it to pretty much anything you want to do as a business can also be a podcast, social media, whatever. But that's how that happened. It was more, it was a journey and it was coincidence in a way. Totally understood. Now, there's a number of entrepreneurs that are listening who are would love to 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 know more about exactly what we're talking about. But I, I'm going to make them wait a minute because I want to back. I, I want to go back uh, a few years. Uh, I want to know uh, uh, about uh, Gundi growing up, and I'm assuming in Deutschland. I I I based upon our prior. It, yeah. So I, I want to know what that was like. How did you go from little girl to professional conductor because again there's a lot of people who would like man that would be awesome but <laughs> it, you know and because again that also doesn't sound like it sounds like there's stuff there that has informed the version that we see today and we want to know what that looks like well my mom had me start playing piano when i was four um, and not with the intention of becoming a professional musician. It was just a thing she wanted to do. You know, I didn't have much say in that, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I right. hated it initially. I totally hated it. But Do I have to? I, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I love to play anything I wasn't allowed to, but practicing was hard. Uh, but I had a very strict teacher, and I was afraid of, um, you know, quitting because I had to face her. So <laughs> I stuck with it. <laughs> and I'm not shy, but she was a tough cookie. And in retrospect, I'm grateful for that. I love music. I just didn't like the practicing. I think anybody can probably relate to that. Right. And as it went on, I also <clears throat> learned playing organ more as a side geek because you can work in churches as a high school student. It's nice to make some extra money. It's a very easy way to do it. And that turned into actually was somewhat good at it so played organ concerts and things like that and that led to conducting as well which i greatly enjoyed for a while but um also don't miss anymore i have to say <laughs> i love <laughs> it She's like, it was face, great it's nice and then yeah but now you move on <laughs> like, yeah that. that was fun but no <laughs> i could hear it yeah. yes yeah. uh yes i i i totally understand that so did so I'm just curious then when you told mom hey I'm not going to be a conductor I'm not going to do mu music anymore did she what what did she say Oh I was much older then I didn't have to ask my mom <laughs> I know I know but I'm sure she still had thoughts I'm sure she yeah, had but, some thoughts you No know, I I I'd gone as far as you can get I played Carnegie Hall I played for the Pope and um you know it it, it just it was fun, but it never completely felt right for me. I was good at it, and that's not the right reason to do something. I mean, it's good to do it for a while, but I wasn't as passionate about it as uh, a lot of musicians are, I guess. And so I greatly enjoyed it for a while, but then I had to move on. And I also really loved living in the States where um, the conducting part is more complicated than it is in Europe. It's just more of a tradition in Europe. Classical music is. 
Um, and I've lived in the States since uh, well, 20 years, pretty much, so much more longer than Germany. Um, and I just needed my freedom. I really did. And nothing would have stopped me. It, it was such a desire and not having to work for other people and not having to ask for vacation time and, you know, working for terrible money or whatever. I make pretty good money as a conductor. But even as a conductor, I had my own ensemble. So I was an entrepreneur even then, even though I didn't call it that. I didn't know really what it was. <laughs> but you kind of figure it out. And even then I had at least a degree of freedom. Um, but yeah, it, it didn't, wasn't the complete freedom I have now. Got it. Got it. Totally understood. So uh, I want you to participate in an experiment with me for a quick second. And it's going to lead to the next question about being this digital nomad, because there's something the audience doesn't know about me, but at, nor you, obviously, for this matter. But I think it'll be interesting and at least fun. So are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. OK, so here we go. And you'll be able to critique me later. But ich habe uh, in elf Jahren in Deutschland gelebt. Where else have you been? Now, I want you to translate for them what you think I said. <laughs> I know what I was trying to say, but it's been a while. You said you lived in Germany for 11 years. That is correct. And... I got it. <laughs> got it. And where else have I lived? And where else have you lived? Yes, that's yeah, I exactly mean, what I, I lived, yes. Yes, yes. yes. Yes, that's you know exact. I mean? Yes, now, yeah, now you can actually answer the question. See, I'm, right I'm there, the audience just learned something. <laughs> You're, you've been the only one that I could, of all the people I've interviewed, who would even have a shot at being able to figure out what I was going. <laughs> that's great. Well, obviously in the states, New York and LA mostly, and then, um, well, I traveled and uh, I usually stayed for a while in different countries. I stayed uh, in South Africa for three months, which was wonderful. Um, other parts of Southern Africa, then Australia and New Zealand for a couple of months, Thailand, Bali, Dubai, and um, England for a little bit, and then Spain I've been for quite a long time, on and off. I travel from Spain, but I've been based in Southern Spain for quite a while. It's a nice, nice comfy, easygoing country to live in. <laughs> Got it. Comfy, easygoing. I get it. And you, you having the opportunity to be everywhere, I, I think is a new thing it's a it's redefining work but one of the things every business must face in some way shape or form is this whole marketing and sales concept and you've turned to the internet to be able to make that happen um curious what was that learning curve like how i mean was there anything that transferred from your professional musician days or career that helped you be better at doing business marketing and and what you're doing today well i think two things first of all you need to be a good communicator <clears throat> in any language it helps it, yes. right? it helps <laughs> <laughs> and as a musician certainly as a conductor you need to be um network with people i mean a lot of the gigs i got through networking and as i mentioned i ran my own ensemble so i was already doing marketing there as well even though i had no clue about social media or any of that i just you know i just was it online marketing out. or just something no i didn't and... i didn't know much about that back then it was more connecting with people and what i call opa or other people i think to, to other people's audiences so like bringing other ensembles in to collaborate uh, leveraging their audiences if we were locally somewhere uh, we sometimes work with universities when we did carnegie hall other med schools were coming because in our case the med schools were involved as well so they brought all their students um or the juliet school or you know things like that or we did uh, sometimes symposium music and medicine so again we got the 
<clears throat> universities involved. Um, so this this type of networking. The other thing I would say a little bit the branding part. That's something I've always enjoyed. Also with Sassy Zengor, that sort of came naturally, <laughs> and um, it helps when you do that in music as well. So. Also, publishing or writing is a creative outlet just like music, so it's not that different. It's just a different channel, if you will, uh, of communicating with people. Yeah, yeah, and, no. Uh, <clears throat> so I guess the, the networking and the communicating with people, having a vision, what can you do, where can you go, and just going for it, even if it sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it's, it's not all that different. It's just that when I turn to the internet, I actually learn how to do it rather than just winging my way. <laughs> and um, it was kind of fun too, because it's, I love learning and it was something entirely new. And like I said, SEO was kind of annoying initially uh, until I found someone who made it more fun. And then it's kind of great, especially when you see what kind of money you can make so easily once you understand that. Um, and it was just a, a fun experience to have this whole world. I mean, we're so lucky in our day and age that we have this right. opportunity. It's it's phenomenal. I think we sometimes forget the opportunities we have so easily. I mean, it is hard work and it's not easy, but it certainly is much easier than having to go to college for, I don't know how many years, which we all <laughs> did, I guess. But, you know, I mean, and you work for other people and now you have this kind of freedom online. It's amazing. Indeed, indeed. Um, well, I, I have a PhD, a public high school diploma, so that, that that's as far as I've made it. Uh, but I'm sure many people have, yes, done the whole college thing. But I, I have a question now, because typically when someone goes, hey, I've got to do marketing or I want to do, you know, I want to grow my business, um, a book is not the tool that most people bring to the table that says, hey, I'm going to grow my business. That means I need to go write a book and mm -hmm. use that to to help attract people. But that's not that that's not how you roll. You you completely believe in this process. So I would love to hear like how you landed on that. And why do you think that works? I mean, especially in today's world. I mean, we've got people people still read. Really? I mean, you know, there's, they do, there's, shockingly, yeah. <laughs> there's audiobooks, there's all these things. I just know that other people are asking the question in their head, like people are still going to read a book and, and that's oh, going to yeah. grow my business. How does that work? Hello there, entrepreneur. This is Jay Massey. And what I want to say to you is that the number one mistake that I have ever made in business, number one, has been waiting too long to do the books, waiting too long to get the bookkeepers, the accountants, the CPAs, the CFOs involved. And I don't want you to make that same mistake. That mistake cost me over six figures. And now for a significant discount, you have the ability to get your books together using FreshBooks. So what I want you to do is I want you to go over to gofreshbooks.com forward slash cashflow diary. Again, that's gofreshbooks.com forward slash cashflow diary. FreshBooks is the easy to use software designed to help you, the small business owner, the freelancer, get organized and save time on invoicing, getting paid faster, keeping those books in order so that it becomes a bonus for you to do your taxes as opposed to a burden. Go over to gofreshbooks.com forward slash cashflow diary and get started today. And now let's get back to the rest of the story. Well, first of all, um, and short is the new long, as <laughs> you addressed it already. So uh, it, it is actually much smarter to write shorter books. 
and then have a series of them. It's great because you build a brand and the books all cross promote each other. Like hmm. in my case, I had the first one, these little how-to books on how to start a blog. This was more like a test run to see how this all works because this is something I could do in my sleep. I wrote this book in a week. It was like 10,000 words or 12,000 words. Wow. And then I wrote a follow-up book to that. And another one is on SEO, beginner stuff, of course, beginner marketing, social media, Kindle publishing. Um, and people tend to really like this series. So when they see one book, they often buy the entire series and they tell me that. They even say it in the reviews. So there's the branding factor. There is the prestige factor, not just as a published author, but especially as a best-selling author. That is just huge. It just is. And especially if you want to be a speaker or a consultant, you kind of always have to be a best-selling author or no one will take you seriously. Um, The other really important part why this is such an amazing marketing tool is you are already building a relationship with the customer or with the reader, Mm. potential customer, Mm -hmm. while you're doing that. Because think about any uh, how-to book or nonfiction business book, let's say marketing book that you've read that you really liked. Uh, If you had the chance to get training from that author, if it's something you needed, wouldn't you consider hiring them and possibly even paying them a lot of money? Absolutely, of course. Exactly, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. But you may not do that. It wouldn't have done that if you hadn't read that book. If you just heard about them on a website and right. they have all these testimonials and all that, everybody has that. But when you actually read the book and you have a very conversational style, I write more in a blogging style, so short paragraphs because no one reads books anymore. That's why they work so well. They're easy to read and they're kind of funny sometimes. They're not so serious. Uh, so by the time, and you have to have really good information, but you can sort of uh, present yourself as a real expert in your field, making it fun. And people by the end of that book, and they often tell me that, feel like they know you already. And they often ask me to do consulting and coaching. And I don't really want to do that because I love my free time. Uh, so I'm more about passive income. I only do it in connection with my, my course. Um, but it happens all the time. And they're more than willing to pay high fees, much higher than I could charge if I was just, if I just had a website somewhere, right? Yeah. So I think that is golden. So you turn cold leads, if you will, into hot leads just by reading a book. So let me ask you this question then. Um, Does it, that process, is there an industry in which it works better in or one where it doesn't work at all? If I, I mean, is this applicable to every entrepreneur listening, regardless of their business or industry, to where maybe if they, they take this approach that they could sell more of their product or service? I would say pretty much to any, if you really learn how to market on Amazon, that's of course key. If no one finds your book, then this is kind of useless. Yes. Uh, Yes. I mean, that's that's unfortunately where most indie authors fail. They have a bestseller, there's process for that, but then to keep selling, that's key. That's the side. That wasn't your question. (laughs) Let's go to your question. So the the genre said really well on Amazon, and that's the platform we're mostly talking here, is um, health, anything related to that. Uh, Self-help is doing really well. Business is doing really well. I'm not saying other niches won't, but those are the niches that are the most powerful. I also have a travel series, and it does well. And for travel, the paperbacks do much better than the Kindle, and so that makes me just as much money as the um, as the Kindle books in the marketing. But travel in general is not as strongly a series. That doesn't mean you shouldn't use it. It still brings you a, a constant stream. But the strong uh, genres for this really are business, health, self-help. Which Got is it. probably almost everyone in your audience. <laughs> no, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. But you, you're so. you're tweaking my head though right now because I have a book in Amazon and I didn't. It did not happen in a week. That's for sure. 
it has not been a, a process that I've ever wanted to repeat. But <laughs> at, at the same time, that and that's not because others have asked, like, when's the next book coming? I'm like, I don't ever want to go through that again. But you are <laughs> intriguing me right now because you're saying things like a, a shorter book. It makes sense. And I'm like, well, how many pages? And but but. Gundi, don't you know that it, it hurts so bad the first time? How quickly are we talking? I mean, so I, I know there's other people listening who have some very similar questions. When you say a short book, what what's what's short? <laughs> I'm, I'm going by word count because with Kindle pages don't really matter. I see. Um, so fifteen to twenty five thousand words, which isn't much, uh. that much. And like twenty five, I wouldn't go higher than that because. Even I, when I buy a Kindle book, I don't want to read more than that. If it's too long, I don't want to read it. If it's a physical book, it's totally different. But with Kindle, on electronically, we don't want to read that much, right? And you're doing yourself a much bigger favor if you have these shorter books, and then you can refer to the next book and to the next book. And they're all around the same topic. And the cool thing on Amazon is you can have them show us little thumbnails under the main book. So all the other little books show underneath. It's free. I can set this up for you as a series. So people see that they buy one book, they really like it. So they buy the whole series. Right? Because they're not so expensive, as you know. Mm -hmm. And um, $2.99, $3.99, maybe $4.99. If you have a huge audience, you can go higher than that. But it's you might make more money by a lower price and still get the 70% royalty and sell like 20, 30, 50 books a day. That can make you quite a bit of money on the side. But the, the bigger point here was, was we were talking about, you can first of all put a lead magnet in the book. Yeah. Um, so like you do on your website, you do the right. same thing at the beginning of your book. So that's how you grow your mailing list or people who are listening. Uh, you can invite them to your social media. You can invite them to your podcast, your YouTube channel, whatever you do. And if people like your style, they will absolutely follow there. Understood. And they will absolutely sign up for your lead magnet. You can stay in touch with them. And what I found really powerful is the Facebook group because then yeah. not only do you get to meet your people, but they also get to meet each other. Yes. And now, network. No, yeah, no, the, there's something you, you, you we've only touched. Uh, we're going to, I'm going to say written books. What about audio books? Do they have a place here or, or no? Yeah, or? absolutely. Uh, it's, it is actually very recommended to have the whole package. So you have a Kindle book and paperback. Mm-hmm. And uh, the audiobook as well, if you have the time or you hire someone to do it. And they're all linked and show up together, as you know, on Amazon. Uh, absolutely. Audiobooks are extremely powerful and, and uh, popular. Um, but the promo services, uh, which is the part that gets your book ranking and hopefully selling more long term, are usually for Kindle. So that's where you start. And ideally, you have the paperback ready right away because a lot of people like paperbacks still. And that's a higher royalty or rather higher amount just because paperbacks, of course, cost a lot more. Um, and then you can add the audiobook right away, too, because like you said, a lot of people prefer audiobooks. And uh, it, since they're all tied together, they all have the same kinds of reviews and they all show up together. So whatever promo you do for the Kindle book benefits the audiobook and the paperback. Okay, so here's what's going through my head right now. Right now, uh, I know for for myself personally, we will use you know Facebook. Obviously, we'll use YouTube. Uh, obviously, obviously, we use the podcast. But what I'm hearing right now is you're saying that any entrepreneur not only can you use those social media sites, but if you wanted to grow your your product, uh, you can now use Amazon as a way to generate leads for whatever your ultimate product is in in, exactly. in a very similar fashion is am i hearing you correctly absolutely 
and almost easier than any of the above because it's so much easier to... I'm sorry, I should probably not say that, but it, it it takes probably a little bit longer to get a YouTube channel to rank and to get no, no. Uh, visited. No, not you, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Podcasting. Well, with Amazon, it can be instant. Um, and that that's not as difficult. And um, you, some people even just have a perma-free book, meaning a book that's free permanently to draw people in, just like a lead magnet. And they use that as, as the first part of their series to bring people to the other books or to your business, or you do a 99 cent or 2.99, something really low. But it's it's such an easy way, and plus it's in a way different. I guess publish being a published author, like I said, someone recently mentioned that being a best-selling author is high, more highly regarded these days than a PhD, which is kind of interesting. Oh, cool. Gives, I have a yeah, shot. See, yeah. <laughs> but you already have a PhD. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you get two now. Yes. Um, so, um, you know, it, it is that, that prestige that nothing else has to the same degree. And it's a different kind of conversation. I guess a, a YouTube channel does that really well too. And of course, a podcast and a written form is, is an additional way. The, the thing you do, and that's similar to YouTube, I guess, is you're leveraging another platform. And Amazon, like I said, it's the biggest store in the world. Everybody uses Amazon, almost everybody. Um, billions of people around the world. It's not just in the US. You get uh, readers everywhere. And it's so easy to do, even without any following at all. Um, that huh. it, it's kind of crazy not to. Well, like you, you're, you're actually so causing of- me to think about this process right now because, uh, as m- many of the audience knows, I, I've I've started, uh, you know, a couple years ago. Um, although we've been in the real estate space for a while, the new thing has been all about short-term rentals and and making you know temporary housing, and we've been doing very well with that. Mm-hmm. But there and there's no, I've not produced any sort of book or anything to support that and we've been you know doing a lot of things on youtube etc and we haven't even really talked about it a lot here on the podcast in fact but i'm you are giving me ideas and i'm like this could work but i have a question because see this is what i know about youtube i know how to get a like you said a, a video to rank and once it ranks it's going to rank for a long time and continue to do so in order for this to work i'm gonna need the book to keep selling Mm-hmm. past the initial promotion phase and all this other stuff, are you trying to say that that's possible to where I can keep the book in front of people still searching or looking for stuff somehow? Is there some super secret Gundy trick that you got? <laughs> <laughs> well, my books are still selling and some of them are two years old. So it, okay, it is then. possible. Now, of course, over time they go down a little bit. I'm sure that's the same on YouTube. I know uh, some experience with YouTube, but certainly not your level. <laughs> um, so it's it's somewhat similar. It's Amazon SEO. So you are also keywords in the titles and, and so forth. And what I found working is to give it a really <clears throat> strong push initially to trigger the algorithm. And then it's called writing the algorithm. And uh, get that going. Really important as a professional cover. It's most indie covers look horrible. They look like self-made fiber quality. Really, you cannot skip on that. It, it's the 
It's the cover and the title that draws people in. It's you said Inquirer, though. That was funny. Did I? No, it's Fiverr. <laughs> oh, Fiverr. I heard Inquirer, which okay, was too, just yeah. as bad. <laughs> Either way it goes, it sounded bad. Okay. No, I said Fiverr, but I did you, that is a good example as well. <laughs> and so you need one that, that works well also in a, as a small thumbnail. <clears throat> And uh, you need a topic, obviously, that that's, that sells well, a little bit of research, of course, you know already, and you already have a very large audience, which helps. So you can also drive traffic to your book from your channel, from your podcast, and, and tell people to buy, which gives you additional traffic, which a lot of people don't have. Like when I started, I didn't have an audience, and now I have right, <laughs> through right. the books, right? So, but you can't do this even without any audience, which is quite cool as well. And so, yeah, there are there are tricks. It's never a guarantee. Obviously, there's also Amazon ads that you can use to keep things uh, long term. And in your case, in particular, you featured everywhere else. Like you, I'm sure you feature your YouTube channel and your podcast everywhere, and you would do the same with a book. So it all cross promotes each other. Um, like I said, a series is helpful because they also cross promote each other. The books do. Some people come in through this angle, other people want to learn about something else, but then they're like you and they like your style, so they buy the whole series. There's something addictive about a series. And so that's that's one way of doing it. And it's this initial really strong push for a week, two to three weeks, really. There's formal services you can use. They're not expensive. Um, I'm saying this also to the audience. <clears throat> To give it a really strong push, and you again need to have a really good title, keyword rich, but also catchy, really great professional cover, and you need to write well. I mean, that helps too, honestly. Uh, a lot of people, uh, like I said, I have a lot of students, and sometimes they're just too serious and too uh, scientific about it, and it's sort of like these kind of dull, boring books. <laughs> not, they're not. I mean, they're, they're getting better. You know what I mean? Not, yeah. Sounds terrible, but you know what I mean. Oh, this I know what you mean. No one this has is ever. This is something that people point out in my books that right. is so easy to read and so easy to understand. Right. And they're not boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're pink. What more can I say? So, right. um, but but you need to first of all have really high quality in your writing, which you obviously would have. That sometimes gets skipped over, where people just quickly throw something together. When I say one week, it was something how to start a blog. I knew that in my sleep. You would know that in your sleep. That wouldn't take you more than a week to write either. You know, um, other books influence are faster. I think it took me three weeks, but again, I knew everything I wanted to put in there. It was just a question of putting it in a good order, um, and you know, fine tuning the writing so that it has a, a certain typical Sassy Zangora style, things like that. But it doesn't take that long if you know your topic really well. It's just a question of organizing it. Hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. Now, uh, and in fact, I, I know there's a number of people who have listened this far. They're they're loving everything that you're saying right now. And uh, they, they probably want to find out more. So what's going to be the best way for them to, to track you down and, and, and figure out how they might be able to take a, a deeper step on this journey with you? Well, I have a free training, sort of a little master class on this, which goes through a four-week process on how the publishing part works. So people get an overview of that. And that's at dreamclinesonautopilot.com. Pretty easy to remember, I hope. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. And that's why you, by the way, get dream clients on autopilot because, again, people already know your personality, they know your style. And if you're, for instance, looking for consulting clients or coaching clients, you will attract more the type of people that you resonate well with because if they don't, they won't contact you. But if they do, if they like your style, I mean, obviously, right? Um, and <clears throat> they will contact you. So that's why it's dream clients, not just clients. Indeed. 
Now, um, as we wind down here, I have a final question for you because I'm curious to hear what your answer would be with all the experience and, and things that you have gathered now. Um, because, again, I know there's a person who's listening. I like to say that they're they're on the precipice of decision. They they've started this this particular episode, this journey, and they're like, yeah, I want to be an entrepreneur maybe one day. But now they've listened to us talking and going, you know what? This could be the way I could finally sell my product. This is it. I'm going to put my toe in the water. I'm jumping in. And they're they're there. Now, you know, like I know that when we reach these moments of decisions, there's often a voice that accompanies us. And that voice reminds us of what we've done in the past, how it didn't work last time. I mean, you, you, some, you're going to be a best-selling author. Someone's going to read your book. Oh, come on. You're never going to be able to do that. And for some people, they're related to that voice. So my question to you is as follows. Gundi, this time, it's going to be different. Uh, they're going to follow through on what you say. And they're going to do so in the next 24 to 48 hours. So my question to you is as follows. What should they do? Well, listen to the training first and foremost. Um, that already gives you a better sense and it makes you see that you can do this. I also share a couple of examples of my other students and that shows you the next steps on where to go. I like how you keep things simple. <laughs> I do. It's like, it's, you ask, do, do, this is the answer. Do you need some pep talk too? No, I no. <laughs> it, I, I like it. She's like, no, this is it. Like what? There's no other question. It's just this. It's very clear with you. And I like that. Uh, that that makes it easy to follow, easy to do. And I'm sure that many people appreciate that about you uh, as well, for sure. And I definitely want to be the first to say uh, thanks for taking the time to share your knowledge, your wisdom and insight here with us today at the Cash Flow Diary. Thanks so much for having me, Jay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. You know what time it is. It's time for you to move at the speed of instruction. What does that mean? That means dream clients on autopilot.com. Why? Because you know, like I know, that you heard something that you were interested in. You're like, hmm, there's a possibility right there in front of me. And it's true. You can do it. You have the physical ability to communicate. And now you're going to be trained on how to put that in the written word form so that other people can experience your genius. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to understand when it comes to being an entrepreneur, one of the most important things you've got to do is engage others in the process, not only of your transformation, but theirs. And now you have a way to make it happen. It's been fun talking to you guys today. I look forward to talking to you soon. Until next time. 